Hello, everyone, and welcome to I'd Totally Play That, the comedy game design podcast where we invent games that we wish existed. And it's a crime these games don't exist, and you're all under arrest. <laughs> my name is Chris Gordon, and with me, I have uh, my pal, Tyler Burreal. Hello. What are you doing? What are you filling your time with? I do. I'm playing Red Dead Redemption right now. Oh, okay. That's yeah, a game. So, that's a hmm. that's a video game. I'm about four percent in. So, <laughs> so you're like sixty hours in. Yeah, four percent sure. in is about sixty hours in, in that <laughs> game. Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Have any of you guys dipped your toes in that one? No, I I want to wait till like all the parts are out. That might be literally a decade never. and a half. It might never. <laughs> yeah, it might never happen, or it might be a decade and a half, maybe two decades. Wait, time out. You guys are dropping knowledge on me. They have separate uh, DLC. Uh huh. Oh my god. Yeah, bro. no, no, no. It's chapters. <laughs> it's chapter based. So it's like the first thing that they put out. It's called Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it's really only like the it's first the tenth section. of the game. It's just the Midgar section. <laughs> Get can I curse on this? Get the fuck out of my face. And I will <laughs> buy every single one. You better believe it. <laughs> With me also, I have Bobby Joffred. Uh hello. What are you playing, Bobby? What have you been up to? Uh pretty much nothing but Animal Crossing uh for the past almost month now. How's your village looking? What are your highlights of your village? My village looks terrible. <laughs> In my discovery feed on Instagram, it shows people's like beautiful villages. And I just like don't I, like I don't know how to make stuff look cool. You're judge. You're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Just be you, That's man. It. I'm sure you Live got some cool moment. shit. I'm sure you got some cool shit on your island. It might just be a bed sheet tied to a couple rocks, but it's your bed sheet tied to a couple. <laughs> no, my rocks. my bedroom looks nice. I got I've got a pretty nice bedroom. I feel like I just don't have like enough cool stuff. What's in your bedroom? It's just like plain stuff. It's just like a bed, but everything like matches. I got. Oh. Uh, I used. Do you remember that website? Uh, it sounds very explicit, but it's the rasturbator. <laughs> yes, it, I know like, the rasturbator. It like takes the photos <laughs> and like cuts them up into squares. So I did that, and then I imported like so. I took a photo that I took of like city skyline, uh-huh. imported into that, then imported it from that into Animal Crossing. So like oh. my wall behind my bed is like that. Wow, nice. that is nice. Okay, that uh, that is art. I'll call that art. Sure, video games are art, and Bobby made it that way. I'll send you a photo of that. But the rest of my island, it's just like, yeah, uh, to get five stars, you need more stuff on the island. And I was just like, okay, cool. Here's just like stuff out of my pockets on the ground. (laughs) At least you created art. I've been trying, I've been spending my time in Animal Crossing trying to figure out how to get a giant portrait of Guy Fieri to hang in my uh, bedroom. I mean, that's how you do it, pretty much. I just told you how. (laughs) I need to rasturbate Guy Fieri is what you're saying. I like how you're pronouncing his name. <laughs> that that's the correct Italian pronunciation. What do you want from me? <laughs> well, it's also not his actual name. Wait, what's his real name? Well, his, his last name's Ferry. Ferry? Yeah, it's Guy Ferry. So wait a second. Wait, is, is it really? Fieri? Is the Fieri a creation of Guy's own yes. choosing? Yes. It's a persona, essentially. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of persona, with me on this podcast, I also have Henry Grant, who is the most elite gamer we've we've ever had on this podcast because he has completed all six hundred seventy six hours of Persona Five, and that is something that he should be commended for. 
Uh, you know what? Thank you. I really appreciate the shout out. I'm looking forward to getting Persona 5 Royal. I was going to say, there's like a new one coming out. Or oh, you're ready it? to dive in again. You're ready to make it an even thousand hours of play. Right. You know, I'm not going to go in on game developers right now and how they re-release the same game with like a little bit of extra stuff and price it at $60. But I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. Of course it, I'm going to buy it. it. <laughs> of course I am. Um, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Right now I'm playing Final Fantasy VII Remake as well. Learning that apparently the game's not finished so i can't beat it oh so wait a second you've been playing it this whole time thinking you're gonna get to an ending dead ass thinking i was gonna get to the ending of the story oh, no. so <laughs> you hate to so see your it. world is crashing down right now <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm hurt right now so okay. there's no yeah. ending in your future well there is an ending in your future it just might be 20 or 30 years in your future <laughs> it's good though man it's really good the combat is great Um, and I like like the tonal shifts, like they'll be talking about something really serious. Like they'll be talking about like the evils of capitalism or Mm. something. And then they will show a slow motion zoomed in (laughs) shot of one of your characters getting bit in the butt by a mutant dog. And I just gotta, I gotta appreciate that. I gotta hand it to him on that one. But this is not a Final Fantasy VII podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. On this podcast, what we do is create games that should exist. And uh, each week we have a theme. And the theme this week is uh, corporate advertising games, of which there are many in existence. And honestly, I looked at some of the examples of what actually exists, which we'll talk about in a second. And I don't know how we can outdo them, to be honest, because some of these are fucking crazy. It's it's wild to me that there weren't more. I know, I know. There aren't that many. They're pretty rare. But when they do happen, they go all the all the way out. I'll also say that every brand that you would think about, like, oh, that would be a good one to do, has it already. Yes. Like my first thought right away, I was like, "Oh, a Taco Bell game, hundred percent." They have they have had a game for decades, <laughs> like from the nineties. They had a game. Taco Bell stealing your thunder, man. That's it. They always are. Some of the ones that I either knew about just um, from being alive, uh, or looked up when I was uh, thinking about uh, this and googling. Uh, some of the ones that I found out about are Chex Quest which, according to Wikipedia, is a non-violent first-person shooter created (laughs) on top of a total conversion of the violent video game Doom. Yeah, baby. They took Doom (laughs) and put a Chex skin on it. Um, Wow. Did you guys not... You guys didn't have Chex Quest? I didn't have Chex Quest. (laughs) I never played it. Have you played Chex Quest? Is this a first-hand account of Chex Quest? I specifically bought, like, the cereal, (laughs) knowing that it came with the game. Oh, so this was back when, like, it would come with a CD yeah, in yeah, the yeah. cereal box. Yeah. Ah, so, cool. I mean, like, I, I've i definitely, like, watched, like, recently watched, like, playthroughs and stuff of it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, the monsters were, like, phlegm monsters or something. Because the whole point of Chex is that, it, like, it's it doesn't get moist from, this, like, from the milk. <laughs> it, like, stays crispy. Melts in uh, your mouth, not in your hand. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the beautiful Chex... <laughs> slogan uh, but yeah like at, they pretty much like one for one remade like all the weapons into like wow. a food-based version of it so like i want to say it was like the knife or was like the hand-to-hand weapon and it turned into a spoon that's very good that's the chainsaw bizarre. what did they turn the chainsaw oh, into man. that's what i want to know <laughs> the plot of chuck's quest according to uh wikipedia website you might have heard of is set on a distant planet named bezoic 
I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but Bazoik. The game follows the Chex warrior, a soldier clad in Chex-shaped suit of armor, as he eradicates the invasion of the planet by the Flemoids, a species of slimy green invertebrate who have infested the planet and captured many helpless colonists whom the Chex warrior must save. So they're getting into, into some politics with this. You know, they're, they're, they're talking about colonialism here. They're really mm-hmm. making a lot of powerful statements that they want to make sure that their audience of uh, seven-year-olds really, really feel here. Yeah, you got to get them young. But they also want to sell their Czech yeah. cereal. I mean, that's what Small Soldiers was. They're like, what? That's true. A takedown of colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> You know, tip of the hat to checks here because most of these games that have de- most of these advertisings that have developed games have done it through like their mascot, through use of like a mascot, right? Like KSC used Colonel Sanders and like Cheetos uses Chester Cheeto. Checks doesn't have <laughs> a mascot. They just made checks man. <laughs> it's just a dude shaped like a checks piece. Well that's but that's what I like is that uh that at, in this game, in this universe that they've created, that checks isn't uh, a creature or something. It's just a material that they use in everyday life. <laughs> it's their unobtainium. So that's one. Chex Quest, a classic. Probably one of the more well-known ones. Uh, another one of the more well-known ones is Sneak King, which is a uh, part of a series of three games that Burger King developed in accordance with Microsoft. It was a partnership of synergy between uh, Microsoft and uh, Burger King, and they did develop this game where the player takes control of the king, the mascot for Burger King, who is tasked with sneaking around while delivering four types of Burger King meals to hungry people. Now, I too have a first-hand account for this game. I didn't play Chex Quest, but I did play Sneak King. Um, and by play Sneak King, I mean I bought Sneak King at the drive-thru one day because I thought it was funny, and then I never played it. <laughs> huge wasted opportunity. I love the idea of going to a drive-thru being like yeah uh can i get the 99 cents 20 chicken nugget meal and can i also get that video game (laughs) that's the way it should always be honestly i should be able to get final fantasy Mm -hmm. 7 remake at the mcdonald's uh drive-thru window it's a shame it isn't that way Yes. I mean, won't be long. I can't. I can't. I can't buy anything in physically anymore. You know, with the way things are with COVID yeah. and everything. So I wish I could go through to a McDonald's <laughs> drive-through window, get my nuggets, get my large fry, and also get my Final Fantasy VII remake yeah, on physical disc, which All I am upset that I had to download because I do not like doing that. I like having the physical disc. Not ideal. Um, so I wish I could get it at uh, McDonald's, yeah. uh, but unfortunately, I cannot. Yeah. In my infinite research of sneaking, as I was kind of looking it up, I was like, my initial thoughts were one, they developed three games, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Um, did not know there were three games developed for this. So that's one thing. And two, I like 98% remember wanting to get Sneak King, but I've always been a PlayStation guy. It was only for Xbox. I almost legit considered buying an Xbox. R- rare Xbox exclusive. The only Microsoft exclusive to ever exist. Like PlayStation, you guys get you guys get God of War. Everyone, yeah, everyone's talking about Spider Man, The Last of Us, Horizon Zero Dawn, but no sneaking. <laughs> Microsoft did did nail down that sneaking Burger yeah. King license, and that was the key to their success in Generation Seven of the video game console wars. So we mentioned this before. Uh, I love you, Colonel Sanders. This is one of the wilder ones, and it's kind of getting to the point where they're aware of the satire 
at this point because this one's too ridiculous to actually be like an advertising thing where they are straight faced about it. The full title is I Love You Colonel Sanders A Finger Licking Good Dating Simulator. The game takes place over a three-day semester at the fictional University of Cooking School Academy for Learning, where the player character is studying to become a chef. I think the biggest takeaway from that is that at this KFC uh, university or whatever that they've created, it's a three-day semester and the professor is a dog. <laughs> so I think you can take away from that what you want. That's uh, Sprinkles slash Professor Dog you're referencing. <laughs> Sprinkles slash Professor Dog, yeah. He is a corgi. And now I am preternaturally drawn to corgis in my day to day, um, so I was I was drawn into that myself. Um, but yeah, this is definitely almost a parody on the level of what we'll be presenting here today on KFC's part because they they're aware, and this has become a thing. It's become a rich tradition: the uh, corporation advertising game. And uh, what we've done is we've each developed our own idea. Uh, and we'll present those ideas starting now with mine. What's the best part about ordering a pizza, fellas? What part do you like about ordering a pizza? Um, well, you get to pick all the toppings, but like you don't actually have to say it to a person. You can just like type it in. That's very good, and that's very close to what I'm looking for. Anyone else have any <laughs> suggestions on what the best part about ordering a pizza is? I like the tracker. I like to look at the tracker. I like to know what's going on. Tyler fucking <laughs> nailed it, because really? my game is... Domino's Pizza Tracker Blitz. Hell yeah. So basically, <laughs> the idea of this game is it's based on the Domino's Pizza Tracker. And the entire game is like a resource management, time management game where there are several stages. So you get orders, they come into you, and you have to produce the pizzas requested in the order. So if they order uh, pepperoni pizza, you got to be ready. If they order, uh, uh, you know, meat lovers pizza, you got to be ready for that. But then, once you make the pizzas, put them in the oven, cook them, you're going to have to have other orders come in, and so you got to juggle all these orders. Once they're all ready, you need to plan your route, because you need to deliver these pizzas, baby. These people are expecting these. So you need to uh, plan out your route, and then it becomes a driving game, where you are driving down the street, uh, down the road, down the neighborhood, and you need to figure out the fastest route to deliver all these pizzas. However, it's not that simple, because there are warring pizza chains doing this at the same time. Time. This is an Ooh. online multiplayer game where you got Papa John's, you got Pizza Hut, you got um, Dom uh, Domino's, uh, all all uh, trying to get um, their pizzas delivered as fast as possible. But at the same time, you got Mario Kart-esque items that are being launched uh, across each car. And I haven't decided if this is Mario Kart-esque like, presentation where they're like throwing pepperonis out the window and trying to make you slip. Or if it's more like a realistic twisted metal approach where these delivery cars actually have rocket launchers and machine guns <laughs> on the front of them. I could go either way with that, and I could be convinced. Um... But that's my idea. Essentially, it is a time management game where you have to deliver these pizzas as uh, quickly as possible while avoiding your uh, rival uh, pizza chains delivering their pizzas. The first half of yours encompassed kind of what is already a game if you've ever played Overcooked. 
It's a lot. Yes. So the beginning is definitely it's like an it's like a spore situation where there are multiple gameplay levels. That's right. I like that. I'm I'm pulling out spore into this one. No, no, that's and that's totally fine. But what kind of blew my mind is that a, like a branded version of Overcooked doesn't exist. Like if you think of like it's crazy. How, Insane. What like KFC, Taco Bell, all those companies are owned by like the same parent company. Mm-hmm. So it seems like one brand could pretty much just be like, hey, Overcooked, we're going to make like DLC or something for this game and it's only our restaurants. And they'd be like, yes, perfect. <laughs> That's amazing. Did any of you guys see <laughs> the movie? Um, I think it's called The Founder. It's about the guy who founded McDonald's. No, no, Tom Hanks. I'm aware of it, though. It's not Tom Hanks. It's not Tom Hanks. <laughs> 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 Who is it? <laughs> oh, he's the Disney <laughs> one. He's the Disney one, right? <laughs> that's captain phillips that's what you're thinking of uh, walt disney is often confused with ronald mcdonald so yeah. i do understand that you know clowns mice <laughs> in the founder there's this scene where they uh before they started mcdonald's they're testing out mcdonald's invented the idea of a fast food food restaurant essentially it didn't exist before mcdonald's started doing it um so uh, they there's the scene where they're on a blacktop on uh, like a basketball court and they draw up squares and that's simulating the size of their kitchen. And in that kitchen, they get all their staff. So they hired like a bunch of people and they get them in uh, these like designated spots and they give them all their jobs and they have them do it like in the space that they'd actually have in the kitchen. And that's kind of what I want to recreate here. You got a team. They're like chugging out. They each have a job. Um, and it has that like overcooked energy where um, like shit's that. going down. And I do want to pull in the rival chains because the rival chains can, um, while you're gone, let's say you're out on a delivery, the rival chains can go into your pizza restaurant, maybe put the pepperonis where the chili slices are, and maybe take the chili slices and put those in the garbage. Oh, so there's like a corporate espionage aspect to this also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the aspect that you said about the the driving part, if you make Mm -hmm. it kind of like Mario Kart where you're throwing stuff out the window. But I think that you would have to, if you're going to be throwing pepperonis out the window, you have to allocate for that in your budget in the first part. Mm-hmm. When you're buying pepperonis, you because have a finite amount that way, if you're throwing pepperonis out the window in the second part, you come back and now you can't make pepperoni pizza because you, you threw them out the window. <laughs> yeah, those margins are razor thin. You got to They're razor thin. <laughs> yeah. You're hitting on exactly what I was going to get to. I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> the budget because after each delivery, you do get the cash from the delivery and you can invest that in your pizza restaurant. So you could buy a bigger oven or you could put a bigger machine gun on your delivery <laughs> card. <laughs> so it's a class based pizza delivery. Delivery simulator, essentially, where you pick you pick your uh, part in the chain of delivery. You could be the pizza maker, you could be the pizza cooker, you could be the uh, pizza driver, or you could be the gunner who is helping out the, the pizza driver, <laughs> either cartoonishly, you know, throwing nice. chili slices out the window for your uh, other uh, rivals to slip on, or maybe very realistically launching uh, a remote controlled uh, <coughs> grenade out the window at their, at their vehicle. Um, I haven't decided which direction we're going in with this one yet. I'll ask uh, Domino's corporate what they think yes. uh, and get their feedback on it. Ask Dominic. <laughs> you know, what's so funny about this is I played overcooked with Chris and I can just hear his voice. 
his need for there to be some sort of structure. <laughs> to me, Overcooked is a class-based game. You need a role. You're the fry cooker. You're the plate cleaner. Nobody fucking listens to me, though, is the problem. But what Overcooked devolves to is it always devolves to chaos. And I love – that's what I love about this game, Chris, is that it's going to devolve eventually to chaos. <laughs> it's about juggling responsibilities. It's about being quick on your feet. It's about uh, team-based uh, coordination uh across the team you know your your driver needs to be back in time to get those pizzas before they get cold you can't leave them in the oven too long because those shits are gonna burn Mm -hmm. you can't leave them outside too long because i mean those insulated delivery packages are pretty good but they're not perfect they're not perfect let me tell you that much right and i mean the later you are the less your tip less tip you know you can't upgrade the machine (laughs) gun with no tips that's that's true and you, you yeah there is a cinematic delivery aspect where you do need to play up the delivery you do need to be kind to the customer like you have uh conversation options that you can hit where you're like insulting or friendly that's where the dating sim so i was about to get to the dating sim aspect (laughs) where when you deliver a pizza you, you you do need to converse with your customer and and you know you do need to impress them with your delivery maybe you spin around do like a full spin point at them uh deliver the pizza on one hand (laughs) double finger guns and then right before you drive back to the restaurant there's an option for if you're going to give them the whole tip or if you're going to skim off the top skim off the top keep it for yourself (laughs) Ooh, i do like that but then where does that skimmed money go that's a that's another game that's the second game (laughs) so this is also second life after you're done with your pizza delivery shift you do go home to your apartment and if you skimmed off the top then you can invest that and pay off your debt to tom nook well the car the car that you deliver in is your car Mm -hmm. so you can like you know get nicer wheels for it you could add spinning rims or like you know get a spoiler so now it's like it becomes like need for speed you know Need for Speed Underground. You can add the the underbed lighting so that there's a blue yes. hue around your car wherever it goes, and uh, you do you know pull your pizzas out of the back seat to deliver to your customers. <laughs> you live your life a quarter pizza at a time. That's it. <laughs> exactly. So that that's my idea. That's very good. That's Domino's Pizza Tracker Blitz. It's a strong start. Tyler, do you want to tell us your idea next? Sure. So, um, I. Okay, I'm just going to just let me get through it and then we can talk. <laughs> Buckle up. So I was trying to go way out from because everything that I kept thinking of, I would google it and then a game would exist. So I went way out to try and get around that. And maybe I went a little far, but hopefully it works. So my my game's name is Noble Car Quest: colon, World of the General. And it's a game for general car insurance. <laughs> And it starts out as so you're following the general's career. So you start as a young lieutenant fresh from the academy and you're eager to fight for your cause, which is to make the world a better place and give low insurance rates to all in as little time as you possibly can. So that's the goal of the game. So and in this game, you're going to work along your with alongside with your trusted advisor and childhood friend Shaq. Who will be there as like your the guy like teaching you like oh if you hit a you know you can hey try this you know so he's helping you through the game he'll be your tutorial buddy Shaquille O'Neal your tutorial buddy so you're so I, I kind of pictured it kind of like Risk like an online or like a computer based Risk but all the territories are already taken so your goal is to liberate these territories from 
the oppressive regimes, which are the other insurance companies like flow from progressive and like, but you can't use the name. So it's like just a lady and she has control of this. And then a gecko with like a caveman army has like this hemisphere and like, uh, Jake from state farm, who's just a guy in khakis over here. And then like a bunch of farmers for like farmers insurance over like in the far away. So and as you go through, so like as you start, you're you're young and you're like just one person and you're like going around like trying to recruit these people for your insurance. Mm-hmm. But as you recruit people, you start to level up and like as you go up in rank, you have more people that are like spreading out under you and it, it like compounds mm-hmm. or exponentially grows how far you can reach. And then as you grow this out, you can have power ups like the penguin can come like the little penguin that he drives in the car with you can come and like he's really good at like sweating people out but so the the first half of the game is very like lighthearted and optimistic and it's very nice because like you're working for a cause you believe in and all that uh-huh. but after you've become the general and you've liberated about half of the world there's a tonal <laughs> shift in the game and it starts to get darker because you're no longer seen as like a freedom fighter saving these people you're seen as a conquering army and you're rolling over like peaceful territories and squashing resistance and you no longer care about how low the rates are or how long it takes to get these people those rates it doesn't mm-hmm. matter to you all that matters is control you've right become the enemy <laughs> you've become what you've hated from the beginning right mm-hmm. all right so you face an existential crisis i want it to get uncomfortably heavy where you're playing the game and you're like this isn't fun for me wow. but i have to like get through it and it'll get to it's the point art. that you become so paranoid and suspicious of your advisors that you exile Shaq because you're not listening to him anymore. You, Shaq's your out to get you, friend. so he's gone. You push him out, and the penguin gets publicly executed to let the others know. So, so now you're like completely off the deep end, and you're spiraling, so your morale is wavering, and your ranks are starting to collapse until you finally everybody, all these other insurance companies are coming in, and finally you're captured, and then you're tried and you're exiled. And then wow. after that point, the whole thing is it's going to come around into a circle where you get exiled too, and Shaq then comes back to you. He never left your side. He was always there for you. He always knew what was important, which is the low rates on time. That's what he knew was important. So he'll remind you of that and help you escape exile so that you can bring your message of the low car insurance rates back to the world, which is what you wanted to do from the beginning. And then the game would just literally start over. There is no end. This game always... <laughs> completely just keeps going it's cyclical i love that wow that is the most plot based game we've had on this podcast so far and man what a tale that was what a tale (laughs) holy shit and i do love the like dragon age inquisition inquisition uh metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain kind of building up your army aspect of this (laughs) that's I, i was thinking warcraft 3 yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like finding people to join your army and like building up your recruits. You can build like uh, a guild of like other online people that join your yeah. thing and then I don't know if it'll be online or not. That's for the that's for the guys in the lab to figure out. I'm just the idea man, you know. So <laughs> like in Final Fantasy <laughs> X, you're like exploring the world and you do find people to join your blitzball team throughout that process. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like this is right in line with that. So what what does the uh, gameplay look like? So you described you described a wonderful story. Yeah, let's talk gameplay. Uh, but this is a game, not a movie. So what is the gameplay? Right. So I pictured like an online, like obviously you know the the box art is going to look 
like it's a lot cooler than it is because that is how it always is with these games. So I think once you get past the box art of like the general doing like real heroic stuff and like all those like, you know, cool liberating things, when you get down to it, pretty much it's just going to be a map. And like you'll see territories grow. And then like as you get more people, you can kind of like add like a fort here or like a or I'm sorry, a a franchise or insurance um, office here and then you know that'll service this area and as you go you kind of drop them in and plant them around um, but all this but all the emotional dialogue that I described is happening in a text box below the, <laughs> the map so you will you will still get it maybe we'll get somebody really good to do the score yeah 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 we gotta game. get someone the, okay. the music is gonna be very important in this yes. game very core to the experience is this a cell phone game <laughs> Just drag and drop ports and drop <laughs> them in places. I, see, like I was thinking of like um I was gonna say like maybe like a StarCraft type thing, but I've never played StarCraft, mm-hmm. so I don't know if that's right. It's gonna be because it is at the end of the day, it's a game for an insurance company. And the insurance company is already yeah, true. lower budget. That's their whole thing. It's like it's in the game. That's yeah. the whole thing. So I mean if you go out there and you spend fifteen million dollars to make a game that that doesn't track with your investors or your you know people with your insurance so you know you got to keep that in mind too it's very important to keep in mind that all of these games will be shitty (laughs) yes you're gonna say will be made we are making these games (laughs) they they will be made we just have to make the calls of course every game presented on this podcast will be made let's be clear about that um they will be made but they will also be shitty in this episode because they are corporate games so you will have you know the ceo of uh the general online uh you know spend some time save some money whatever the fuck the slogan is you will have the ceo uh weighing in and saying there needs to be uh you know we need a we need a hip-hop musical segment here uh you know we 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 do need uh we do need uh an explosion to occur for no reason at this moment exactly right here um so we will have that kind of interference and because of that these games will be shitty i need i can't express that enough these games will be terrible it's gonna be bad it has to be bad um but that doesn't mean that we can't try to make them good. And that's what we're trying to do here. We're presenting the ideas that will make a good game if we didn't have the general CEO uh, kind of breathing down our necks here. The way you were describing this and the way there's a story involved kind of reminds me of Fire Emblem, where you you fight your battles and they're turn-based and they're very strategic. You need to be very strategic in how you take down Flo's army. You need to be very strategic in how you, you know, obtain uh, insurance dominance in, in this world that you're in. Um, but at the same time, after each battle, you do have a chat with your team members. You do have a chat with the penguin and you do build an, an emotional connection to him. Um does that sound kind of like what you were picturing here? Yeah, I think I think the emotional connection is important, as with all things insurance. Uh, you need to that that's really like the the basis, the baseline of the game. I think I think you nailed it. I, it made me quickly think of like a five minute game where it would be like the JG Wentworth singing competition, where <laughs> you sing the, you sing the jingle in a variety of styles and on based on how well your performance is, is how much money you see now. 
Bobby, do you want to change your game? Whatever you came up with, I'm sure that that's better than whatever you came up with. That's, that's really good. <laughs> that is very good. And JG went with Jingle Singer Simulator. Yeah. So you're a jingle writer. Okay, so you're a jingle writer for these brands. Maybe this oh. is... So I wasn't even thinking of writing them. I'm literally thinking you just perform the... <laughs> <laughs> just the one you're just making the, this as narrow as I, possible. I have a structured settlement and i need cash now <laughs> <laughs> there's the option to perform it in different styles but like that's all you get you could perform a merengue version yep you yeah. could perform a dubstep version yeah. but it's always i have a structured always settlement that's and i need cash now <laughs> and if you're supposed I, to get 300 dollars from your structured structured settlement that's all you can get yeah. So if it's if it's a five hundred dollar performance, that's great, and we appreciate the effort. But it's three hundred. That's all you but get. But the the grand twist is that this is how you actually get your money from JG Wentworth. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like an Ender's Game scenario, where like you think it's a game the whole time, and depending on how the outcome is, is like how the real world ends up. That's uh, that's how this happens. So I like all that. brands on this earth that have a jingle are involved. No, is no. what you're saying, Chris. No, Chris, I don't think you're understanding. It's, <laughs> I don't. It's only JG Wentworth. It's only JG Wentworth. Stop trying to bring other jingles into it, Chris. <laughs> yes, it is only JG no Wentworth. Other jingles. So let me ask this: Is mm-hmm. who is judging it? Is that like are are there audience members that you vote in, kind of like American Idol or or any other singing show on TV, or is it? The executive board of J.G. Wentworth that has to listen to every song from every person. I, I think it depends. I think it depends the amount is, that is in your structured settlement. If it's like below a certain amount, like who cares? Like whatever. And like, they're not going to. Yeah, they're not going to get out of bed for that. I get that. Exactly. But <laughs> if, if you got a large amount, right, like you got a right. large monthly payment or something and you need it now, you it's it's voted on. It's you're texting it goes texting to, in to Ryan Seacrest voting whether this person <laughs> deserves their full amount, how much they're getting now, how much they have to still wait for. So I don't know how much this is a video game oh. more than just like a multimedia experience. Hey, well that's <laughs> this is like yeah, this is on like at like eight PM Tuesday nights on that's, ABC. That's what like HQ that's, was, wasn't it? <laughs> That's true. That 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 is that a video game? I guess Ooh, it is. Yeah. Anyway. Can we do okay, so you are performing your rendition of I have a structured settlement and I need cash now. Um you're performing your rendition of that in the musical style of your choosing, using your actual human voice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, adding your human element to it. Can we have like a WWE revenge type? character creator engine in this where you can create like the version of yourself where you are in like maybe you're in spandex you do your have avatar, a mohawk if you will. Your, 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 your avatar exactly yeah. well what are your thoughts on that i think that's the video game portion you know <laughs> yeah. i'm desperately trying to make this into a video game <laughs> it, it's kind of like the animojis if you think about it where it's like still you singing okay it, you know but it's like your your face or uh-huh. your voice coming out of this avatar's mouth. Yes. But you can yeah, but you can add the flavor to it yep. if you want. Like Chris was saying, if you if you wear the spandex or like you wear rollerblades, you know, in yeah. your avatar, that's that's mm-hmm. you know, on you, but you can put them on there. 
But the catch is that that avatar is connected to your social security number for everything <laughs> yes. for the rest of your life. It has to be. That's how they give you the discount if you win. <laughs> it's, it's right into your account. Um, and maybe there is like an entrance. So like before your performance, so everyone watches your performance, you can kind of view the leaderboards, vote on your favorites. Uh, but maybe there is sort of an entrance where you can do like the the double spin finger guns entrance, or you can kind of come in with a Gangnam <laughs> style, like riding a horse kind of thing. Um, I think that that would work really well with this just to add some drama before the performance. So that in theory, then you just like develop stats yeah. in the beginning, right? So like you have like 10 stats points right and then you have like the stats of like tenor and you have dance and then you have like yes. charisma yes. comes back into it and you just like distribute your stats accordingly and if you have zero points in dance you come out you do the finger spin and, and point you fall and then you lose look at any boy band you got the pretty one you got the 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 like uh protagonist you got your Justin Timberlake. You you do have uh your uh kind of bad boy so you need to decide what kind of artist you are and uh, yeah, that that, right. that does happen by like you know a dragon uh, Dungeons and Dragons esque character creation segment. There is a hair slider, you know. So if if you have it all the way to the left, mm-hmm. you do have the Lloyd mm-hmm. Christmas Dumb and Dumber bowl cut. Uh, but if you have it all the way to the right, <laughs> that, wait, that's all the way to the left. That's <laughs> what's all the way to the right. All the way to the right is Justin Timberlake, nineteen ninety five era uh, ramen hair. That's all the way to the right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. the hell is in the middle? <laughs> There's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a toggle yeah. It's binary. It's either Lloyd Christmas bowl cut <laughs> or Justin Timberlake ramen hair. Take your pick. Does it have a title, Bobby? It could be like JG Wentworth Hero. Something. JG Wentworth that. Hero. Yeah. Ooh. JG uh, Sing Star. JG Wentworth edition. <laughs> Sing Star. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, how about are you JG went worth it? Oh wow! Oh. Wow. There you go. That I'll give you that one for free. <laughs> are you JG went worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> you can either do the the JG Wentworth theme song or that song. You you have your choice. You could either perform the JG Wentworth theme song or you can perform work it, but only if you enter the cheat code. All right, Henry. What is your uh, corporate advertising game idea? I will ask you guys to hold all questions until the end, um, and I'll take them all at that point there. So you guys have heard of Kingdom Hearts. This game is called Kellogg's Hearts. So the theme of the game is, um, well, first of all, just some background on me. I like JRPGs. I went with a JRPG style game. Um, absolutely under no circumstances will there be in any escort missions. That's the subtitle. <laughs> Kellogg's, Kellogg's Hearts, no escort missions. Colon, no escort missions. So essentially you are, you start off in Rice Krispies land, right? So it's just you and Rice Krispies land with Snap, Crackle, and Pop. And those are your party members. So Snap, Crackle, and Pop are your party members. You are the protagonist with a mysterious backstory. You don't know your name. So they just like give you like generic character name. So let's say your name is Crunch, right? So like your name is Crunch. You're to create your own uh, avatar. So you like basically make your stats, whatever you want them to be. You can pick whatever class you want to be, but you have Snap, Crackle, and Pop to support you almost like you have Donald yes. and Goofy and Kingdom Hearts. So like Snap is obviously your like attacker, Crackle <laughs> is your mage, and like Pop is like maybe he's your defender or some shit. He has like a Pop shield is or something. Your tank. Right. So you got you got your little team. 
And the premise of the game is that you child is that you are like departing from your small hometown of Rice Krispies to travel throughout the land of Kellogg's to visit all of their other brands to recruit them for the final fight against the last boss who remains nameless throughout the game. So whenever the last boss is brought up, it's always like XXXX. Like, oh, my God, we have uh-huh. to go fight XXXX. You don't know who the final boss is. They're on the, the game. Um, so essentially you go to like. Right. So you go to like Frost, you go to other more flavorful towns, right? So you go to like, you go to like Frosted Flakes and you like talk with Tony the Tiger and like you have to fight him because he like doesn't want to stand up to like the final boss. And then eventually, like after you fight him, he's like, I respect you now. He joins your team. I'm with you now. family no and like these people could join as either like party members they could join as like summons they could join as like you know they'll come with like recipes which are like their spells so to speak Um, and eventually you get to (laughs) the end of the game and like the fighting system it could be like turn-based or it could be like like a tales of type of Mm. game where like it's a little bit more action rpg i haven't decided yet it could be either or um you eventually level your way all the way up to the final boss fight and you find out the final boss is millennials because millennials <laughs> are killing cereal because they're not eating it it's just a big piece of avocado toast that's the boss fight at the end <laughs> and you look at yourself and you realize like wait a second like millennials kind of look like me because you have a you know you have a mysterious backstory you don't know who you are oh you find that you God. are a millennial and at that point right before the final boss fight you can make a choice to fight with the millennials or fight with rice krispies who you spent so much time on this journey with oh my god God! Wow! And at that point, right there, it defines who you are as a person. Dude, do you follow your heart, or do you follow your being, or do you follow your nose? <laughs> Wherever it goes. <laughs> Wherever it goes. Wow! Wow! Oh my God! So can okay? So obviously, uh, action RPG. Uh, you have to have a weapon upgrade. So you start with a spoon. Maybe you do upgrade uh, to the point where you do have one of those uh, sippy uh, bowls that has the straw built in as your shield. (laughs) And and maybe, uh, you know, for your, like, area of effect type attack, you can, you know, sprinkle some sugar down on that chick because everyone likes to do that on their cereal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially when it's Rice Krispies, such as no flavor, right? So then you start to get, like, recipes for, like, oh, shit, like, I can make Rice Krispies treats. And then, like, that becomes a whole new shit. Oh, so there's like a crafting system built in where you can take your Rice Krispies that are in your inventory, <laughs> merge them with your marshmallows. Oh, wow, that's that's powerful. And I do like that you start in Rice Krispies land because we are acknowledging that Rice Krispies suck shit and nobody likes them unless they are in a treat format. Exactly. You start, you start with the lowest of the low. There's always something better than Rice Krispies. So you have to start at Rice Krispies to see what's out there. I also like when you were when you were doing your descriptions of Snap, Crackle, and Pop, you said something that stuck out to me, which is obviously Pop is your attacker. <laughs> So I want to know yes, what do Crackle yes, and yes. Pop do and how, how did you decide that? If you are to take like a quick Google search of Snap, Crackle, and Pop, you'll see what they look like. And like you could tell right then and there, like, all right, Snap, clearly he's your, your, he's your DPS, right? And you look at Crackle, <laughs> he's got the hat. The hat is obviously the hat of a mage. And then Pop, he has no, other, he has no choice. <laughs> He has a choice but to be like a defense-based character. We already have everything. He can be a healer, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Snap, Crackle, and Pop are famously based on JRPG tropes, and I like that you've recognized that in your idea. 
<laughs> Mr. Kellogg would be proud. I love the idea that the person who invented Snap, Crackle, and Pop back in, like, I don't know, the 60s or whatever, whenever they came around, was, like, <laughs> thinking of that as he did it. The guy who designed Snap, Crackle, and Pop was the grandfather of the JRPG. <laughs> Take me through some of your ideas for the environment. So, like, a big part of Kingdom Hearts is every environment yeah. is different. They all look different. They all feel different. Right. So, like, you know, some of the some of the brands for Kellogg's are Fruit Loops, right? So you go to Fruit Loops land, and, like, their mascot's a toucan, so maybe their shit's, like, in the rainforest yeah. or something like that, and there's just, like, fruit animals everywhere, and, like, like, fruit trees. and stuff you um, gotta you swing look at, on. Like, the- Eggo, or, like, Pringles, and, like, you go to Pringles land, everything is just, like, stacked so it's just high it's high as shit so every land has its own thing. wait what was that last one Pringles did you know Moe's Moe's Southwest Steakhouse is like you walk into Moe's Southwest Steakhouse wait what land. the fuck are you talking about is Moe's Southwest Steakhouse owned by Kellogg's what yeah. the fuck no, I need to look Dude, up yeah some it is brands. on their what website what the fuck are you t- Henry Henry this is bigger than a video game right now Moe's Southwest Steakhouse is owned by Kellogg's I'm I, I'm not surprised because they have like crazy brands. I'm on their website right now. They have cheese it. They have cheese it and like wow. that right there is wow, like wow, wow. it's over. Yeah, like, cheese it. You know, obviously. So when the when the CEO of Kellogg's comes down and he's like, "How are we going to drive brand lift?" I'm like, "Bro, everybody's going to see what all the brands that you own." Are you kidding me wow, right now? I, I love that, and I love that we can include most Southwest Steakhouse in this. You know, uh, that's kind of like the middle chapter where they know they're losing your attention, so uh, they do <laughs> need to throw a curveball at you. So you do end up in the Southwest, and you are just having a yeah. nice barbecue with Mo. <laughs> oh my God, I'm looking at this Kellogg's brand list, and my mind is currently being blown and what's great is that in your game you can have the diggum frog and <laughs> dale earnhardt in the same game finally There's finally spider spider-man and spongebob squarepants cereal so you, bikini bottom and new york are also possible <laughs> okay. wow wow bikini bottom level oh my god this is Dude. this is getting bigger than we ever could have imagined this is amazing they used to have Bart Simpson's No Problem O's and Bart Simpson's Eat My Shorts. <laughs> wow, this idea has legs. You can just expand it as much as you want. It goes on forever. The Kellogg's brand portfolio goes on in infinitely. Pokemon cereal. So there's just, you can just play Pokemon. There That's- you go. I do think it's important that not only that you have Rice Krispies in there, but I think you need to put a world in for all brand because that is a sad yeah. world. <laughs> That you at least have to like visit. Like it's just like completely gray. Everything's gray. <laughs> Terrible. It's just like the world below like Rice Krispies land. They only <laughs> reference it. They're like, oh man, you don't want to go to all brand world. Oh, that's no. their that's like their jail. It's like the elephant graveyard from <laughs> the Lion King. Like that's where the sun doesn't shine. You can't go there, it's forbidden. But then of course, near the end of the game, you do visit all brand land. And it is every bit as terrible as you pictured it being. But it has a legendary weapon. The legendary weapon has to be in a place like all brand. That's the new game plus challenge. So you complete <laughs> Kellogg's yes. Hearts, you do a new game yeah, plus, and then the all brand challenge opens up after you complete your second run through, where you can go and collect the legendary uh, armor, the legendary uh, spoon for your for your final weapon. It's a spork. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. that's your final weapon, a spork. So that you can eat your Moe's Southwest <laughs> and your Kellogg's branded cereal with the same utensil. At the same time. I'm like mad that it's not a game. I'm mad that 
you can't just play it. All of these games will exist. I need to be clear about that. We will we will call up Mo from Mo's Southwest Steakhouse. And <laughs> but use... I don't know that that game will be shitty, Chris. <laughs> I think, like what you said before. Honestly, I think it will overcome it. I think there are enough brands involved where nobody will nobody will be able to get their sticky fingers on it long enough because we'll need to talk to Mo's. And then we'll say, okay, we'll, we'll talk to the, uh, you know, Teddy Graham people. And then the Teddy Graham <laughs> people will have different opinions. And we'll just be able to slide under the radar and make an action. <laughs> good game in the end you you will have like a billion dollar budget for this game because it'll just be like because it doesn't matter there's so many companies that like yes. what's a million here what's five million here it's just a rounding error for them they don't care and we're always about profitability here on uh the name of this podcast that i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> I've had one too many glasses of delicious white wine. <laughs> Pinot Grigio got me Sheesh. got me fucked up. <laughs> Pinot Grigio got you twisted, bud. Um, oh, but the funding is built in. That's what I want to say. We're profitable before we even sell a single copy. So we can make the game that we want to make. We can mm-hmm. make the artistic endeavor and not have to worry if it will sell a single copy because we do have that Moe's Southwest money coming in. We do have that Teddy Graham money coming in. We do have that Pop-Tart money coming in. Guaranteed. Have oh, you yeah. ever heard of that documentary uh, by the guy who made Super Size Me? Uh, Palm Wonderful presents the greatest movie ever sold, or something like that. No. It's a movie about product. It's a documentary about product placement, where the f- documentary was funded by product placement. So he literally funds a documentary <laughs> about product placement with product placement. And I feel like this is the video game equivalent of that idea. Huh. So you're dealing with serial executives that are going to be putting this game out and you know they have to be old school mm-hmm. they have to be they're they're like in the 80s they wear like the button-up shirt with like the white collar <laughs> and like the suspenders type thing like right out of office space <laughs> i think that this game has to be released on a cd-rom that comes in a cereal box <laughs> yes. i don't i don't think you can do it like downloadable <laughs> i don't think it could be like practical in any way i think it has to be on the cd-rom and that's the only downfall to it absolutely you do have to collect uh 15 <laughs> box tops of kellogg's brand cereal and send them in mail it yeah. in and then in seven to ten weeks you get yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah exactly and buddy you better see the metacritic score on this thing we got so many advertising dollars coming that this is going to be the <laughs> biggest like quadruple a budget <laughs> video game ever made and it will have a 99 it will be the Ocarina of Time Metacritic score and in order to get it the only way to get it is not sold in stores you have to collect 15 Kellogg's box tops and mail them in to a physical mailing address Kellogg's just sell out like crazy it'd be like hype beast for Kellogg's that's very good oh man I love that that's awesome alright so those are our four ideas um did you have any other ideas, any honorable mentions that you wanted to go over? Because I do have a few. One of mine, when I was uh, when I was brainstorming, uh, the first thing that came to my head is Final Fantasy XV. Uh, there was a VR-only spin-off game made that was released at the same time of that called Monster of the Deep, colon, Final Fantasy XV, the VR experience. And... I just want to take that exact game. So it is a game where you play as Prince Noctis uh, from Final Fantasy 15, and all you do is fish. There is no fantasy. There, there, there is no magic. Yeah. There is no action. Let's go. You just 
fish. And I just want to take that exact game where you're playing <laughs> as Noctis, uh, Prince Noctis from Final Fantasy 15, and it is branded with either Long John Silver's or Bass Pro Shops. I think that was a big missed opportunity for Pro both Shop. of them. Absolutely. Just Bass Pro Shops presents Monster of the Deep colon Final yes. Fantasy 15. <laughs> Was that all you had, Chris? You I have know? I have two more, and these are celebrity guest shots. When I was brainstorming for this episode, I had like the Wikipedia Fortune 500 companies open, and I had the Wikipedia list of video game genres open, and I was doing like mental math, like an idiot, trying to make these things work. And my wife just walked in and dropped these bombs on me <laughs> like it was nothing. So I'm gonna give you her celebrity guest shots. Idea number one: Lifesavers presents. Lifesavers. It is a superhero-esque action game where you do play. She didn't provide any details about who the actual protagonists are, but they are superheroes, and they are called the Lifesavers, and it is branded with Lifesavers. Yes. So I, I did briefly think, like, ooh, Lifesavers could be one, and it could be, like, a boat rescue. Boat rescue makes a lot like, more sense. Like, a, like you're in the Coast Guard yeah. or something? Michelle's uh, was a bit more abstract than that. It's just general superheroes uh, branded with lifesavers. And that does remind me, <laughs> when we were talking about uh, the existing brand games uh, before that we uh, you know, did a little research on before this episode, I did neglect to mention my favorite one, and that is this game called Darkened Sky. And I'm just going to read from the Wikipedia article real quick. Darkened Sky is a third-person action-adventure video game developed by Boston Animation. With development outsourced to Ukraine, it was released for Microsoft Windows and Nintendo GameCube in North America in 2002 and PAL regions in 2003. Its title character is a young woman named Sky who lives in a fantasy realm searching for her mother. She does not use firearms but can perform magic. And this is where the brand comes in. She can perform magic using Skittles candies, <laughs> as well as her staff as a melee weapon. Though it also becomes an what? energy weapon when used in conjunction with the Skittles. So this is literally a game where they like were almost done with it, but couldn't quite finish it. So they had to suck right. at that Skittles teat in order to finish their game. <laughs> that has Just, otherwise yeah, nothing to do with Skittles. Oh my God. That's great. And if you are listening to this, I need you to just Google image search Darkened Sky because it does not have a Skittles aesthetic whatsoever. It is just an action adventure <laughs> game. Like when you search sent it to us, Chris, Chris just sent us like a photo of it in the name Darkened Sky. And I was like, this isn't a branded game. Like Chris doesn't know what he's doing. This guy's an idiot. Get him out of here. And I Googled it. And I was like, and I had to literally get that far into Wikipedia before I was like, what brand is this? And then I read the Skittles part. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two paragraphs in before they mention the Skittles. It would be like if Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, and instead of Materia you're slotting into your weapons, you're just fucking slotting M&Ms into your Buster Sword and shit. Um, her other idea that she presented, this is a Microsoft Connect-enabled game called Kix Presents Kix. <laughs> so it is the cereal going back to the cereal theme kicks k-i-x presents k-i-c-k-s so this is like a jillian michaels-esque uh workout game where you do have to just you know complete the workouts on screen it is like a kind of jazzercising a kind of zumba type experience presented by kicks now i'm thinking of all these other ones like bowflex wow. presents 
Bowflex. <laughs> and it's just an archery game. I love her two her two ideas were Lifesavers presents Lifesavers <laughs> and Kicks presents Kicks. That's fantastic. I love that. Gatorade presents Gatorade and you're saving alligators. <laughs> yeah, you're like a you're like an uh, alligator paramedic. Gatorade. <laughs> Gatorade presents Gatorade, which is Gator dash A I D. Cannon presents Cannon. <laughs> you just have a cannon. It's just like an Angry Birds ripoff. You take, you go around to the Civil War battlefields and take pictures of cannons. It's like Pokemon Snap, but for cannons. Uh, the next one I had was you're a. This could be for Comcast, Xfinity, or Time Warner, any of the big cable companies. But you play a cable technician. And um, basically, you just have to get to people's houses to repair cable um, within a four to six hour window. <laughs> and like you have to plan it. You have to like plan out your route right so that you can hit them all or you yes. risk a poor review. And if you have a poor review, uh, that's not good for the company. And I thought that that game would have it would allow people to not only like, I don't know, play a fun game. Well, not fun, but play a game. <laughs> But also, play what is technically um, a game. But also, like they would sympathize for the cable workers. Then, so like when you're mad sitting at home waiting for six hours for the cable company, like it, the goal isn't to get you to like the cable company. It's to be like, well, yeah, I get it. Like waiting six hours, I guess it's not that bad. When I played the game, like yeah, it's tough. It's tough to make it work. It's art. It's building empathy. I also like the idea of if uh, if you get a bad review, there's no repercussions. <laughs> Yes. So I like the idea that this is like a simulator type thing. So like there are farming simulator games. There are 18 wheeler simulator games. That's a big genre, big genre, 18 wheeler simulator, flight simulator type things. So I like the idea that the driving is extremely realistic and you do need to wait at red lights. You do need to obey the traffic laws. And when you park by your, uh, by your target's house, you do need to properly uh, parallel park your vehicle uh, and leave enough space in the back for you to open up the back doors and get your ladder out sure and you do have the bumper sticker the how's my driving bumper sticker so you will be reported if you don't follow the safety rules (laughs) yes and you do get you know your s rank or a rank or f rank at the end depending on how many calls you got during the driving segment i think now that we're talking about i think this is better as a vr game because i think it could like for Mm. you looking around i think that could work because like when you walk into somebody's house like I don't know. Like, not everybody's house. Nobody, not everybody's going to be, like, a normal person. Like, there's going to be some, like, weird shit going on in that house. Like, in, in like, maybe one out of ten, yeah. right? So, like, when you walk in, like, maybe you get extra points for, like, not looking at the fish tank on the kitchen table. Or, like, not looking at, you know, the pile of, like, serial killer notebooks, like, in the middle of the How floor. How fantastical like, do we want to get with this? So, it could be, like, a very realistic driving simulator. You're getting to your location. You're getting your tools out. You're getting your ladder out of the uh, back door that you did parallel park appropriately for to afford room for the ladder to get out. And you're walking up to the door. And then, when you walk in the house, you do need to cross a snake pit in order to get to the living room where you need to repair the cable box. Anything's possible. <laughs> What was your last idea, um, Tyler? The last one I had is um, Sonic colon the game. And so, but here's the catch is that it's like Roller Coaster Tycoon, but you own a Sonic franchise. <laughs> but this game would solely be designed and packaged to take advantage of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that just came out. <laughs> so the color scheme would be to right and it could be grandmas. mistaken for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie at a glance. 
<laughs> and the whole goal would be to get this out before Christmas and sell it at Walgreens for twenty one ninety nine, so that when old people go to buy their grandkids Sonic for Christmas, they end up grabbing this by accident. Yes. And and giving it to them. That's and very so good. this is a one time shot. You get in, you get your money, and you get out, and put it back on the shelf, and you you don't even acknowledge that you had the game. We're not responsible for returns, baby. That's CBS's no. problem. <laughs> Top notch. All right. Well, we've reached the ending portion where uh, we vote for the winning game of this week. And for me, for me personally, the choice is pretty obvious. I got to go yeah, with Kellogg's same. Hearts. Yeah. Same. It's got everything. It has, it's got oh, it all. It's so good. It's so good. It's got it all. It spans all genres. Literally, it's got it all. <laughs> Yeah. And you describing it, I felt like I was there. I <laughs> was in. I was in Rice Krispie. I was. I was put to have to decide if I was a millennial uh, or a I was going to say you didn't treat. even mention the Applejack area, but I remember that one mascot being like a reggae guy, and that would be like island living for oh, the Applejack yeah. land. I, oh hell yeah! Isn't wait is Applejack's Diggum Frog or is that something else? No, that's no, that's Smacks. <laughs> yeah, smacks. Oh. Smacks, excuse Sugar me. Smacks. Hold on, now I gotta look up the Applejack guy. Well, there's two Applejack guys. Yeah, one has dreads, the other one's just like an Applejack. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever really registered him, but now that I see him, I don't like him. He's not a friend to me. I don't like that guy. He's got, there's something in his eyes. I don't like the look. That's why he wears sunglasses, doesn't he? Uh, well, in some, but I found one where I, you could see the whites of his eyes. I didn't like it. <laughs> Um, I did just do a Google image search very innocently uh, for Applejack mascot. And in return, I am getting a lot of uh, perverted brony material uh, oh, on my no. screen. And um, I guess one of the uh, one of the My Little Pony ponies is named Applejack is what I've learned Ooh. here. Uh. Um, and I, I do want to put in a complaint about this. This is not the content I was expecting when I Google image search Applejack mascot. Open opened a private browser. <laughs> yeah, I am going to need to revisit this in an incognito window later. Um, but part of the problem was I typed Applejack mascot and not Applejack's mascot. And actually the, the cereal is called Applejack's. And now I do see this very ugly apple and this mm -hmm. very ugly cinnamon stick. They're hideous. User error. Oh, bad apple and cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. I do, I do yeah. like the name. Cinnamon. Is that pro is it is it is it problematic? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I would say cinnamon is a little problematic, yes. Um, I am going to drop a link in the chat right now for you all to check out. If you could just click this link and uh, you know, kind of describe what you see to me real quick. <laughs> oh god. Oh no. Is that real? This is uh, what appears to be a like mid 1960s or possibly early 1970s Kellogg's Applejack's mascot, okay. and it is an apple that's been turned into some sort of uh, demented jack o' lantern with what appears to be <laughs> oh yeah like Cheerio esque. Like they don't look like Applejacks; they do look like Cheerios. They look like Applejacks minus the color um, for eyes and a fedora on his head. Yeah, that's haunting. And it, the hat just crushes it. I'm going to tell you right now, I might go buy some Apple Jacks now. <laughs> Michelle and I watched, did any of you guys see uh, McMillions on HBO? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very good. But my main takeaway from it was, I want some fucking McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I watched that entire engrossing crime documentary, and all I got from it was, 
could go for some fucking McNuggets. Yeah, I think I think at least one of the nights I watched McMillions, we got McDonald's because I just you had to. <laughs> you have to. You have to. It's good advertising. When I was first watching it, like during the first episode, I was like, why did McDonald's allow them to do this? Because they got like lots of access to McDonald's. Like McDonald's corporate people are all over the documentary. And I was like, why did they give them, not only give them permission, but like offer up their own people's time to make this. And then I realized, oh, this is the greatest fucking McDonald's commercial <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So our winning game of the week is Kellogg's Hearts. Uh, Absolutely. Congratulations to my man, Henry Grant, <laughs> on his on his big win. Thanks, guys. My name is Chris Gordon. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at your boy Sprightly. And if you want to hear my music, I make uh, like video game remixes and stuff. Uh, just search Sprightly on Spotify. I'm uh, Tyler Burrell. Uh, I said my Twitter handle last time, but I'm not going to tweet again, so don't worry about it. <laughs> He'll never tweet again, <laughs> Bobby. Tell us about your music and everything. Uh, you can find me, I guess all of my social media stuff is at Robert Joffred. Good brand synergy there. <laughs> yeah, I got good brand brand recognition. The only Robert Joffred in the world, so that's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I play in a band called Amorosa, if you want to check that out. Hopefully we're famous soon. Amorosa on, Spotif- on Spotify. On Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> Amorosa on Spotify. Amorosa on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Look them up. Uh, my name is Henry Grant. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hen dash. That's H E N N D A S H. Not an actual dash. The word dash spelled out. Um, I don't have anything to plug, but you know, maybe I will soon. We'll see. Wow. I I do have to critique the fact that your name is Hen Dash, and you do have to explain it every time you tell people. <laughs> every time. Did you every think time. about that before you set that as your username? I mean, you want the very short backstory. So when I started playing PlayStation Network back in the day, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4, the, the original OG game I played. <laughs> very hold much on, not on. the Modern original Warfare OG. 4? The original? <laughs> was, that, was that the first that one? That is by That's definition like the not the OG game. <laughs> you know, Modern Warfare 4, the first the <laughs> OG. <laughs> the first one in the series, Modern Warfare 4. <laughs> Uh, my PlayStation name was Hen Dash Hen H E N N with the actual dash, and I was like, I can't believe I got this name. And to this day, that's my PlayStation name. But I can't get that name anywhere else. Uh, it just wasn't quick enough. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's a pale imitation on every other platform. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> the original Call of Duty. How can we all forget the original Call of Duty? Call of Duty Modern Warfare Four. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I totally played that. Um, uh, we love you. We love you very much. Thank you. <laughs> That's a sign off right there. <laughs> <laughs>